Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Hopefully everybody has had a good beginning of the new year of 2021. Uh, Hopefully, or 2022, I should say. Hopefully, 2021 in the past, and we move on to a better year. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching or listening. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the college football national championship. We have made it. Sadly, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. We're going to discuss Alabama versus Georgia, the rematch in this college football national championship. And we'll give who I think is going to win. Hint, hint, who's watching the video. 
But before we dive into all that, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. Um, I always ask you guys that. Please, please, on the YouTube channel, just hit the like button. It really helps the video get out there. Uh, I really appreciate it. It takes you literally about two seconds to just click, you know, open it, click. Thank you guys so much for whoever has liked it or subscribed. Uh, you can find the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Please hit the follow button uh, and rate it. Be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. It helps out the algorithm, which I still need to study on. But thank you guys for so much who do. Please go do all that for me. We'd be greatly appreciated. The podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, or the they're going to maybe change their name to the Belly Up Media Network. Because if you go to bellyupsports.com, check out there's so many shows. I think there's over 70 podcasts. You've got so many blogs. Uh, there's stuff other than sports on there for everybody. So go check it out, bellyupsports.com. Check out all that stuff. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and is back to the basics, books, and drills. If you go to coachstonefootball.com and check out all of his books on football drills, practice planning, game planning, offense, defense, strength and conditioning, and much, much more, you will never have to look up another drill again. I promise you. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. And betting season is still going on, even though NFL is wrapping up, college football is wrapping up. We still have college basketball. We have NBA. Hockey still going on. Uh, we're eventually going to get into baseball. It will be back before we know it. Uh, so there's still stuff to bet on. And if you go to mybookie.ag, you can do just that. If it's your first time going to mybookie, on your very first deposit, if you use the code BELLYUPFANTASY, all one word, it is going to double your first deposit. That is free money. That is free money that you need. So if you deposit $100 and use that code, it's going to give you another $100 uh, to go make any type of bet. You can bet on who's going to be the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. You could bet on anything. So you go to mybookie.ag. It's got to be your very first deposit. Use the code BELLYUPFANTASY, all one word, and it's going to double your first deposit. That's free money. Go get the free money. What are you waiting for? Go, 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 go. Now. Okay. We have made it. We have made it to the college football national championship. And no surprise, Alabama, roll tide, has made it to the national title. They will be facing the Georgia Bulldogs. Kirby Smart versus Nick Saban. Once again, uh, the only hill that Kirby Smart cannot get over is winning a title. Uh, winning? Uh, did they win the SEC before? I believe they might have. I'm not sure. They, to win that, to beat Nick Saban, to win the national title, this has been the thing that he is trying to get over. Uh, you know, Nick Saban's only lost to one assistant coach of his, and that was this year versus Texas A&M. Uh, to Jimbo Fisher. Kirby Smart was Coach Nick Saban's defensive coordinator at Alabama for years before he moved on to Georgia. They have played this year already in the SEC championship game where everybody had said, and even I a little bit said, Georgia coming in is one of the best, is if maybe the best team in college football, but it is still Alabama. But they have a defense that is playing like Alabama's defense did before. But the only question mark was their defense coming into or their uh, schedule coming in through this year. And then Al, you know, people came in and said Georgia was going to whip Alabama. But I also said, and I am on record in saying, you know, Georgia has a great defense. I think they're only giving up six points at the time for their defense. But I said, if you looked at their schedule, they had not seen an offense like Alabama. They have not seen, no offense, a coaching staff like Alabama. And Alabama came in and won 41-24 in that SEC title game. And then they both did make the college football playoff. Alabama at the one seed. Georgia at the three seed. 
Alabama took care of business against Cincinnati. Um, not winning by as much as everyone thought they would. They won 27 to 6. But I think it's, you know, I'm on record saying this too. I just don't think Alabama opened up the playbook as much. You know, they saw that 3 3 stack defense. Say, We're just going to run the ball and see what happens. Our defense, if they can, I think they got a feel for the game. If they got a feel for their defense stopping Cincinnati, they were okay with just running the ball over and over, passing it here and there. But they kind of want to, I don't think they were saving something in the tank for Georgia because that's not how Nick Saban rolls. But I also think he was. Hey, if we got stuff in the back pocket that we can use versus whoever we play in the national title, whether it's Michigan or Georgia, you know, we're going to save it. Georgia did not save anything. They had big plays against Michigan and won 34 to 11. Uh, so now they're both rematched in the national title game. They did play each other before in a national title game where Georgia was up at the end of the game. They put Tua in the game. Uh, does deep ass down the sideline for a touchdown to win the game. And so Alabama won the national title. So this is a rematch for this year, and it's a rematch from the title game before. So it's an all-SEC championship, which people hate. People are on record saying they don't want to watch it. I think they're full of crap because if you like sports, you're going to have it on the TV. Now you're going to be as invested in it. I don't – you may not be as invested as I am. You may not be as invested as others, but it will be on the TV, I'm I'm sure. So I'm tired of, oh, well, Alabama's always there. That's an SEC thing. Well, I get it, but at the same time, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Now, they do have to expand the playoff and, and everything else, and I've said it before. The farthest you can see, people want these playoffs – but they want, you know, I don't know the correct phrase. I cannot remember this. You know, they want the cake and eat it too. Or they want to be able to, you know, um, have the cake and be able to eat it too. Or whatever the proper phrase is. You can't make these college kids play, you know. You know, I know if you make it to this title game right now. Like, they're 13-1. They played 14 games. We're about to play 15. That's a lot. You are two away now from the NFL. Now, does every team play this many games? No, you're going to play your 12. If you get to a bowl game, you get your 13. If you just don't make the bowl game, you play your 12. Um, FCS, I think, only play 9 or 10 unless they make the playoffs and they play a little more. You know, so some of these guys that want this college football playoff to be expanded, I am all for it being expanded. I'm all for because then you could really prove, okay, two, two SEC teams make it through and get here. Um, I mean, as it stands right now, these two teams deserve to be there. Let's not get it twisted. I do think if there was a playoff, I think these two teams probably would have made it anyway because the only team they lost to is Texas A&M, and Texas A&M may not have even made a playoff this year, but Alabama would have, and then you would have had Georgia, who would have beat everybody, so I think this would have came down to it anyway. People kind of need to realize the NCAA wants money, so they want money, and that's why they're keeping it the way it is. But it's time they do have to expand it. I think even if you expand it to 12, we're getting into that danger zone because if you play for your title game, your SEC or your championship, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, anything else. So there's your 13 game. Then you got to play a playoff. If you win, there's your 14. You win, there's your 15. And then if however many rounds it's going to be, you're going to play upwards 16 games and stuff. And that's NFL style. That is NFL style. 
you know, you don't want to make it quite like an NFL style because now you're pronged to maybe getting hurt uh, and everything else. Now, I know it kind of helps them. Like, okay, they're playing 16 games. But remember, not just football, but sports in general, the more you play, the more wear and tear it does on your body. So that's why, I don't know if this is why, but like in college, they're going to play, you know, 30, 40 games. But in the NBA, there's 82. If you make the playoffs, you're playing upwards of 90 games. You're playing way more. I think they run three to six miles or seven miles a game in the NBA or something like that. So we got to be careful what we wish for. And I think if you go to 12, I even think, so here's what's going to happen. If you expand the playoff for this to not happen, you have to scale back the regular season. And it's just going to have to happen. So we're all going to be a little upset when our team that probably won't make the playoff, if you go to that top 12 or whatever it is, they instead of getting 12 games, we're only going to have 10 or 11 tops. So they scale it back. Or is it okay at a certain point? Um, do you just say, okay, after this point, you realize if you're going to be in the playoff or not, so you can go out and schedule other games? I just don't know. I don't know exactly how 100% the best way to do it, but I know if you start expanding this, you're going to have to scale back the regular season unless you're just okay with these guys playing 17 games or 16 games, or whatever, or most teams playing 15 games, you have the opportunity to play that many. I don't know. I think they might be okay with it if it's a 12-team, but some that want 20, like I said 25, but I've even said if you make it 25 or somewhere over 12, you've got to scale back the regular season. I am on record saying that, but some people that don't understand that need to understand that you know, to expand this. But anyway, we have our two SEC teams here, Alabama versus Georgia rematch. Uh, it's going to be an exciting game because you've got two things. One, it's hard to beat a team twice in a season, no matter who you are. If you're Nick Saban, if you're Bill Belichick, uh, whoever it is, it is hard to beat a team twice because of these type of factors. Georgia's going to go back and say, okay, what did they do to us to beat us? And they're going to try to fix it. So on defense, they're going to say, okay, what Alabama do? Alabama ran the ball, and then they were able to, you know, get some deep shots, you know, those crossing routes, the two crossers, one come underneath. They were able to make big-time plays with the speed. How are we going to combat that? How are we going to do this? Offensively, what did Alabama do to us? And then they're going to try to fix it. Now, on the flip side, if you're Alabama, or if you're a team that's won before, you're going to look at it and say, okay, this is what we did last time. So one of two things are going to happen. Uh, you're going to say, okay, we're going to do the exact same thing as before because that's what they're going to do. Or you're going to maybe overthink and you know do a lot and say, okay, well, this is what they're going to do to combat this, so this is how we're going to have to handle this. So a lot goes into it when you play a team twice, uh, you know, especially within just a few weeks' time and play each other again. And then on Georgia's side, you can't allow your emotions to overturn it because uh, Alabama's been there. These players were on the team you know, maybe they necessarily didn't play, but they were there in the national title game before, so they understand the poise of it. Some of these players on Georgia, I don't think were on that Georgia team the last time, so you got to understand how to be there. Now, good thing they have Kirby Smart, who's been there as a defensive coordinator. He's got a veteran staff, so they were able to bring that down. But as Georgia, you cannot let your emotions get too high of this revenge factor, or you can't start having like PTSD of, well, the last time this is what happened or anything else. And you can't go in there with that, again, the huge revenge factor. That revenge factor is can be dangerous. It can be used the right way, uh, but when you start saying, like, revenge, 
you could overdo things. You can uh, try to do too much. You can get outside of the game plan that you have. So Georgia's in that you know that little gray area spot of they have to be careful on how they approach the or when they're in the game. Now you have t- you had about ten days to prepare for them, but you're also giving Nick Saban ten days to prepare. And on Alabama's side, again, you can't come in and expect it to go the same way. You have to come in and say, okay, this is the national title game. They are going to, on defense, unleash everything they've got. On offense, they are going to leave nothing in the playbook. They are going to do something crazy, a trick play or some type of play. They have practice all year to wait for this moment. That is what's about to happen. So Alabama has to come in and expect the unexpected. They have to come in and say, okay, that SEC championship game, the only thing that matters out of that game is that on a personal level, you understand how they're can you beat this person. So as a wide receiver, I know when this linebacker is on me, I can beat them one-on-one on specific routes that we did because they can't fix that overnight. Now they can adjust how they line up and try to take it away. But you know, that's the only thing you're going to take into this game and continue. So if I'm an offensive lineman, well, I remember this guy. Like if I do this, I can block him or we can do this. That's that's what you're going to take away from the SEC championship game into this game. You can't come in and say, we're going to run the exact same. Now, you could try to run the exact same plays because they worked and give it a shot. But if if Georgia has made the right adjustments, they're not they may not quite be there. They may not be as open. It may take longer to get open because Georgia has a quick defense. So Alabama, the only thing that you can take away from the SEC championship game into that is just on a personalized level of if you're a defensive lineman on their offensive lineman, vice versa, if you're a corner on their wide receiver, anything else. That's the type of stuff you can do. Like, I know I can do this to this guy. I know I could do that to that guy. Or I know if we double-team this guy, we can get him out of there into the linebacker, stuff like that. That's probably the only thing you're going to take away from that game into here because – not that it doesn't mean anything, but this is a whole new ball game because you're giving teams preparation. I guarantee Georgia was preparing for them before at the same time as they were preparing for Michigan. I guarantee they were. And I guarantee Alabama was preparing for them as well. I think they all kind of I think well, I mean we all knew, but I think they kind of knew what was about to happen. Um one thing I found interesting uh with this Alabama Georgia matchup. Um, well, Georgia comes in as the favorite, you know, and you kind of just have to accept that, I suppose. Um, you know, I find it right a little bit odd that um, because of Alabama beating them, but I think what they were doing was they took um, their playoff. They're looking at Alabama going, well, I think Cincinnati, you should have beat Cincinnati, you know, way more than you did. I, I honestly think that's what was happening. I honestly think um, that's what they were looking at. So um, odds for January or January, Georgia, Alabama meetings. The first time they played each other, Georgia was minus six and the total was 49. Now for this championship game, that's going to be happening. Georgia is a minus three, and then the over-under is 51.5. Alabama is six and four outright, and six, three, and one. um, ATS as an underdog under Nick Saban, including five to one outright in ATS since his second season in 2008. Alabama as underdog under Nick Saban. So in 2007, um, these are times he has been an underdog. 
Not very often is he an underdog in certain games. Now, the first time since he's been at Alabama was 2007. At Florida State, they lost. Uh, playing Tennessee, they won. Playing LSU, they lost. And then playing Auburn, they lost. And then in 2008, um, they beat Clemson when they were an underdog. Beat Georgia when they were an underdog. Uh, at Florida, they lost when they were an underdog. And then in 2009, they were an underdog versus Florida. That's Tim Tebow times. They won. And then in 2015, at number eight, Georgia, they won. And then this year versus Georgia, they won. So, you know, when you're looking at Nick Saban, he's won, you know, a few games and lost a few when he's been the underdog. Uh, but I'm just, it's just weird how Georgia comes in. They're looking at stats. Um, fewest games as an underdog since 2010 entering this week, both against Georgia, currently three point underdogs. Alabama, you know, has been about two. Oklahoma, 15. Ohio State, uh, 16. Boise State, 18. Georgia, 23. Um, yeah, so I thought those were kind of interesting. Um, favorites and national title games since 2014, since the college football playoff has started. In 2014, Oregon was the favorite they lost. 2015, Alabama was, they won. 2016, Alabama was, they lost. 2017, Alabama was, and they lost. 2018, Alabama uh, was, and they lost. LSU was, they won. Alabama was, and they won. So now, right now, Georgia is the favorite. Um, so it's, you know, it's kind of looking towards like Nick Saban could have this, you know, just due to all that. But yeah, it's um, then best ATS percentage by active power five coach, minimum three seasons. Nick Saban's 182, 138, and five. Kirby Smart's 45, and 34, and one. Matt Campbell, 71, 52, and three. Jeff Brom, 54, 39, and four. PJ Fleck, 64, 43, and three. Um, so, yeah, so just I thought those were a little bit interesting uh, that Georgia is coming in as the favorite. Um, but when you look at the numbers, again, we'll go over the numbers. Uh, Georgia scores 39 points a game. They only give up 9.5. They get 440 yard, 448 yards per game, 253 through the air, 194 on the ground. They give up 253 yards, uh, 172 through the air, 81 on the ground. Alabama scores 41 a game. They give up 20 a game. They get 494 yards a game, 336 through the air, 158 on the ground. They give up 306 yards a game, 223 through the air, 82 yards on the ground. So... Um, pretty similar teams. Alabama has a uh, statistically a better offense. Now we look back at the last time they played in this in the championship for the SEC. You know, Alabama won forty-one to twenty-four. We look at the box score. Bryce Young played an outstanding game versus Georgia. He was able to you know pick apart their defense. He was twenty-six of forty-four, four hundred twenty-one yards, three touchdowns, rushing. Uh, Brian Robinson got 55 yards. Bryce Young came in with 40 yards. Trey Sanders 21. So Alabama came in and saw that they could pass on Georgia. They saw some weaknesses, which is which is crazy because you know the quote unquote weakness of Alabama, which is also other people's strengths. You know Alabama's weaknesses are other teams' strengths um, is their offensive line. So they were able to protect him to get those type of yards. 
receiving. Jameis Williams had 184 yards receiving. Nietzsche had 97. Bolden, 54. Now on the flip side, Georgia's offense, um, Bennett did not play a bad game, 29 of 48, 340 yards and three touchdowns, but he also had the two interceptions. So his two interceptions, not saying cause them to lose the game, but you're giving Alabama two extra possessions. Georgia could not get the run game going either. They had 109, but James Cook, 38. Uh, McIntosh, 32. Zamir White, 27. Receiving, I mean, this was similar numbers when you look at it. You know, Brock Bowers, 139 yards receiving. Um, George Pickens, 41. You know, so just that type of stuff. So I I foresee Alabama still coming in and saying, okay, maybe we can try to run the ball. But they're going to take what they give them. So I, Georgia came in and said, you ain't going to run the ball on us. Okay, well. Then Alabama said, well, we're going to pass the ball then. And that's what happened last time. So coming into this game, I foresee Georgia saying, okay, he – you have to look at it and, okay, they have Bryce Young. We've got to make him do something he's not comfortable with, but here's the problem. you got to confuse him because Georgia – I'm not saying this is what happened, but on the outside looking in, the way they ran that 3-3 stack, they able, were able to line up differently – you could say confuse him, but just gave him looks that maybe he didn't see this year. Uh, maybe he didn't dissect it right. So I could see Georgia trying to line up differently and maybe confuse them, whether it's him or the wide receivers and how they're lined up. But you have to say, okay, do we take away the passing? Take away the pass from him because that's how they beat us last time. Okay, cool. But then Alabama is so versatile that you're going to start seeing the run game. And Bryce Young can run the ball too. Okay, well, let's move him outside the pocket. Now, sometimes that works. But if he starts getting on the money and he's moving outside the pocket, he can still hit some dimes. So you have to be careful even in that world of let's take this away from him or let's take this away or anything else. So, Georgia, you've got to be very careful. Do you come in with the same game plan because then he might pass all over you? Or do you come in and say, you know what, we're coming with a similar game plan and – We'd rather him throw the ball because we have an opportunity to get some interceptions. That may be the game plan for you. If you're Alabama, you got to come in and know, okay, they have some confidence after Michigan. Bennett played a good game. Bennett actually played a good game against us last time, but we forced the two interceptions. He will come in and play a lot better, but we cannot give up the run game. So if you're Alabama, you might sit there and say, okay, Bennett's going to have to be us passing, but after watching the Michigan film, you cannot let them get downfield. So if they're going to nickel and dime you, okay, and eventually we'll come up and make a play as long as our you got to get a feel. So if your offense is moving the ball, then you're able to play things like that. You're able to take some gambles knowing how your offense is playing. So Alabama's going to have to come in with that. But this is going to be a fantastic game. I foresee it being just like last time. It's going to be whoever wins is going to get up into the 40s and the losing team is going to get up in the high 20s or 30s of points scored. You're going to see a couple of trick plays. You're going to see hard-hitting football. You're going to see some big plays. And it's going to be electric and it's going to be exciting. And Alabama's going to get Georgia's shot, their best shot ever, just like the previous national title game. Because Kirby Smart's a fantastic coach. Munkin has been calling good offenses for them. So that's going to come down to who is more prepared. It's going to come down to who is going to keep their feelings and emotions in check. Don't let the revenge factor come in. Don't be lackadaisical coming in because we beat this team before already. And who's going to out quote, quote unquote, out coach who. And right now you have to lean towards Nick Saban in that. 
But Kirby Smart is just as smart on defense. You know, they work together pretty well. But where where Nick Saban, you know, where he shines is these assistant coaches, you know, go, oh, I know how Nick Saban's going to think. I know how this is going to work. The thing with Nick Saban is he adapts. That's why you've seen the offense adapt the way it has. That's why you've seen his defense adapt the way it has. So if you're an assistant coach like Kirby Smart who goes, I've worked with Nick Saban on defense for years, you have to know whatever you think he might do, he might do the opposite or something that you're not even thinking of because he's going to adapt to what you're doing and able to flip it on the fly. And Alabama, it was talked about if your defense is too confusing on the players because sometimes they're looking around. I foresee them just balling out. I, I, I predict they're going to keep their defense simple. They are going to force them to beat them through the air because if Georgia gets run games going, it's hard to stop them. So I believe if – or when they stop the run, they're going to try to have Bennett beat them. As long as they don't give up a big play, it allows their athletes in the back end and their linebackers and everything to flow to the ball, maybe cause a fumble, get the interception. Offensively, Alabama is just going to be Alabama. If they come up and they see how the box is set and they're able to run the ball, Bryce Young's going to check to run the ball. You know, Bill O'Brien's going to call to run the ball. But they're going to come in and say, man, we did this passing last time. Let's just look at how it, how they've adapted to it, what have they tweaked. Um, and I don't think they're going to go. And then they might seem to go up-tempo because up-tempo has bothered some teams and Alabama's done it. And I'll be curious to see if Georgia goes up-tempo because when teams go up-tempo on Alabama, it seems to work for them. Not necessarily that they always beat them, but it gives them trouble, just like most defenses. So I will be curious to see if Georgia will go up-tempo. But the thing is, Georgia doesn't always do up-tempo. So that might be hard on them. It might work a couple times, but since it's not something they've done all year long and they're not quite Alabama, that could hurt them in the long run if they're going to decide to go up-tempo. Um, so again, you know, it's minus three for Georgia over under 51.5. The pick is, I am going with Alabama, obviously. Roll Tide. Because I'm a Nick Saban guy. Now, am I going to be utterly shocked if Georgia wins? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They have a fantastic defense. Their offense can ball out. Kirby is a great coach. Munkin is calling a good offense. I will not be utterly shocked if Georgia wins. Will I be a little disappointed? Oh, yeah, because I'm a Nick Saban person. But don't be shocked if Georgia wins. And let's not be shocked if someone gets blown out. And let's not be shocked if it comes down to a last play. Because it's a national title. It's going to happen. And especially against these two teams that have played each other. They understand each other. The coaches understand each other. But it's just going to be a high-flying, hard-hitting, great-coached national championship game that we all need to cherish. Even though people are tired of having SEC teams in here. People are tired of having Alabama in there and everything else. But I guarantee they're going to watch... I guarantee everybody in the country is going to be cheering for Georgia to win, to beat Alabama. Well, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Let's just watch a good football game before college football season's over because, let's face it, college football is way better than the NFL. Let's just get out there. It's way better. So let's appreciate it. Let's watch. Let's have a good time watching it. But, again, I am going with Alabama. I think you have to take the plus three for Alabama. The over-under, I kind of want to take the over because if it was 41-23 last time, it's going to be over. Uh, I don't see defenses necessarily shutting anybody down. So I think you got to take the plus three for Alabama and over and take the over on this. Whatever betting site you use, you got to take the over as long as it's not like 60. I, don't, I wouldn't do that. 
But if it's between 47 and 51, I think you got to take the over. And if it's minus three for Alabama, minus three and a half Alabama or whatever, you got to take it. I think you got to take it, in my opinion. You know, it's hard to go against the Jedi Master over there on the other side of Nick Saban. Um, but uh, that wraps up the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you guys will enjoy the national title game. Uh, kick back, relax, watch it, um, enjoy it. Now, why it's on a Monday night, I have no idea. So we've got to expand the playoffs, and we've got to change the national title game. Maybe make it on a freaking Saturday, and then we all just watch the NFL on Sunday. Or make the national title game on a Sunday night. And yeah, it might conflict with the NFL. I don't know. Make it a Saturday. There is no issues, I think, with people if you make it a Saturday night. Make it a Saturday night national title game where most people can watch instead of making it on a Monday night. Let's fix that, shall we? But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Again, hit the like button, please. Please and thank you. Hit the like button, subscribe button. Uh, Follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Ready to be a friend, tell a friend. If not, please pretend it never happened. Um, Go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Uh, Check out the weekly episodes. We're going to get more heavily into college basketball as this goes on. Uh, NFL is going to wrap up too, so we got to, you know, we'll get through that as well. Uh, But check out all the weekly episodes. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, this is Coach Steve on the Coach Steve Show podcast, and we are out of here. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.